Matthew chapter 6. I was saying to Nissi, the French people are really nice. I don't know if anyone's been to France before. Real, just real nice. Everyone's just real polite and stuff. I was, I was standing on the, on the escalator, on the, on, the, on the side where you're not meant to stand. In London, like, people be shoving you around. In France, it's like, excusez-moi. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> and then when you walk past Messi, I was like, wow, you guys are nice, man. And then go back to London, people start swearing at you and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> God is good, amen. Matthew chapter 6, we're going to be reading. That had nothing to do with the sermon. I just had to just mention that for all the French speakers in the house. All right. I picked up a story about a young medical student. Um, and this was uh, early on, uh, a few years ago, quite a long time ago. But this young medical student was going through life, and he was worried about the future. Now, I've not studied medicine before, but I can probably guess that it's not, you know, this is, it's intense. Some of the stuff is intense you've got to do. So they're worried about the future, worried about passing exams, worried about uh, if I pass those exams, I'm going to pass the exams after that. Worried about the years after that, and then if they pass and do get their degree, worried about what they're going to do, where they're going to go, how they're going to build up their life, what they're going to major in. And this, this medical student was just worried about all sorts of things to do with the future of, of his life. Um, and the account goes that he picked up a book and read 21 words that changed his life. How many know it's good to read some books? Can you say amen in this place? Come on now. And after he did that, after he read the book and he, he read those 21 uh, words, changed his life, uh, he became one of the most famous physicians of his time. He helped found the Johns Hopkins School of Medicine. He was a professor or the Regis Professor of Medicine at Oxford University, which I'm told is the highest honor uh, ever given to anyone at that time in the whole empire. He was knighted by the king of England. And I said all that to say, well, man, this just came from 21 words that he read. Well, what were the 21 words that he read? Well, the words were this. It says, uh, our main business is not to see what lies dimly at the distance, but to do what is clearly at hand. Think about that. Think about all the things that you are worried about. And it's all to do with what you can kind of see in the future or what you think you can see in the future. In the life that we live, there's a tendency to get caught up in the fantasy of the future, or to get caught up in the fear of the future, when really we should be focused on the details of the day. So today I want to preach a sermon of entitled, Daily Bread. Daily Bread, Matthew chapter 6. Now, Matthew chapter 6 is where Jesus Christ begins to teach his disciples how to pray. He says, listen, when you pray, you need to say a few things. You need to speak in this manner. When you speak to the Father, there's a few things you kind of need to address. And there's many things in that entire prayer you could go through and study each line. It's, it's, it's amazing. And he starts off addressing God, who he is, putting his correct name on God, uh, making sure we hallow God's name, talks about the kingdom. And then he moves into the to petitions because 
is we should petition God. We should come to God with our needs. We should come to God with our problems, our issues, and so on. And this is how he begins to petition God. And it's only one verse I want to pick out of the Lord's Prayer. Let's read it together. It's going to be on the screen. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 11. Let's read it out together. It says, Give us this day our daily bread. Nice and simple. It's one of those lines that you'll be hard to find anyone in this country that's never heard that before. Give us this day our daily bread. So I want to consider first with you daily bread. You see, because there are many question marks in life. The life that we live has many question marks like, What is God's ultimate will for my life? Where would it be? How is it going to happen? How is it going to play out? And how would I know this is God's will? We can ask all types of questions. What job am I going to get? Where am I going to be in the next five years? What's my career going to look like? Who am I going to marry? Amen. Who am I? How, how is this going to, are we going to have children? Where am I going to live? What am I going to, you know, what, all these type of things, these type of questions. And when we start to ask these questions, they can be very daunting and can be overwhelming. Because our text gives us a simple yet profound insight into a powerful principle. Our text says, give us this day our daily bread. This day. Jesus is teaching us to ask for this day. Notice the prayer didn't say, God, give us this day our daily bread. And also, can you supply next month's bread as well? Listen, while we're at it, listen, I know we're coming around to 2024 as well. Jesus, I need you to supply the bread for that year also. Jesus is saying, give us this day our daily bread because we're so concerned about the future. And how many know the future doesn't belong to us? Come on, all we have is right now. Leave the rest up to God. The future is in whose hands? Come on, the future is in his hands. That is not your jurisdiction. That should not be your worry. That should not be your focus. Leave that up to God. We need to be concerned with what it is today. And we know the famous scripture in Matthew 6 and verse number 34, where Jesus says, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now, of course, we shouldn't, you know, I'm not saying, listen, now, you know, don't, don't save no money, don't get no pension, don't, but you, you know what I'm saying. What the Bible is teaching is that we should not have so much concern for the future that it becomes to be uh, an anxiety. And now the future brings with it a fear because it's unknown. What if this, what's going to happen this, or, or where am I going to do this, or how am I, what am I going to wear, what am I going to eat? We need to be concerned with the daily events because destiny is determined in the daily. If we remember Abraham of old, there's a story where he wanted to get a, a, a wife for his, his son Isaac. He was getting old now, and he said he called his servant, one of his oldest servants in his household. Listen, I want you to make me a pledge that you're going to go and get a wife for my son. I mean, what a huge 
task that would be to go get a wife for Isaac. But that was what he challenged him to do. And he pleaded that he would do that. He said, okay, I'm going to do that. The servant went to go to where he was from to find a wife. And as he gets there, this is what he says in Genesis 24, verse number 12. It says, then he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day. And show kindness to my master, Abraham. Think about the decision he had to make. This is the promised child. This is Isaac. This is the legacy that's going to bless the entire nations of the world. Think about all that was riding on the decision of finding someone for Isaac. Isaac was the one that came through a miracle of God. Isaac was the one that through him would bless all nations. Abraham's servant could have been overwhelmed by the thought of the future. What if I go there and the woman I pick is not the right one? What if I go there and they get married and they start fighting, start abusing each other? What if I go there and I don't find no women I just find men there what if I go to all these questions can come up and he could have been concerned in fact he was a little bit concerned if we go back to Genesis 24 and verse number four and five of our text when Abraham was actually telling him to do that this is in verse number four Abraham says go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac Verse number five, and it says, And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? So here we can see a bit of concern. Listen, is this going to work out right? And how many know that's how we live our life sometimes? We go and look about what if this doesn't happen? Or what if I don't make that? Or what if this doesn't pan out how it's meant to pan out? We have to understand that this man asked for success this day. He said, Lord God, please give me success this day. That's what we're called to do is serve God today. Come on now. We need to get our daily bread today. We shouldn't be concerned and therefore worried about what's yet to come. Let's just handle what's going on today. When Moses was speaking to the children of Israel uh, uh, and he gave them a choice, he gave them a command. He said, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. You should choose life and not death. Choose blessing and not cursing. But he told them to do it today. When Joshua said the famous words, as for me and my house, come on, we will serve the Lord. Just before that, he spoke to the children of Israel and said, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. In other words, you need to make a decision right here today. Your new destiny is dealt with daily. In 2 Corinthians 6 and verse number 2, it says, now is the day of salvation. And I'm saying this to say because our relationship with God should be a daily thing. Our relationship with God should be like receiving daily bread. You know, in Exodus, we go back and we read of the manna, the bread from heaven. How God provided them supernaturally food to eat. Well, this is a picture of our relationship with God. Because he told the children of Israel, if you remember, he told them, listen, we're going to give you manna, but I want you to collect just enough for how long? For today. I want you to collect just enough for today because that means tomorrow you're going to have to rely on me again to sustain you. And we see if we fast forward to the New Testament, Jesus in John chapter 6 compared himself to that manna and said, listen, your ancestors, they ate that and died. 
I am the bread of life. And they're making the link saying the same way they depended on that bread every single day. I need you to depend on me every single day. Jesus is saying, I am the bread of life. Our relationship with God should be daily. When we wake up, we should be saying, Lord, give us our this day our daily bread. Come on, we should crack open the word of God to find revelation for this day. You may have had revelation years ago, but how many know yesterday is gone and today we're in need. Can you say amen in this place? We need to serve God with an attitude that is daily. I need you right here, right now for this day. Our obedience should also be daily. You see, because there is a fantasy of the future. There's a fantasy. When I say fantasy of the future, there's some things that people will only leave until future events happen. How many know diets always start next week? <laughs> or is that just my diet? <laughs> Come on, it's always, always, you, you make it in your mind, you know what, I'm going to do right, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to eat good, I'm going to eat clean. When are you going to start? Next week. <laughs> Problem is, next week rolls around, you're like, you know what, next week I'm going to start, you know what, next week, Monday, you write on your, Monday I'm going to start, write on the calendar, Monday comes around, scratch it off the calendar. You know what, you know what, it was, I couldn't do it then, I got invited to uh, uh, somebody's wedding, so I had to eat, I can't not eat at the wedding, right, you know, you know, there's always excuses, and it always starts uh, next week, and come on now, you know, January's coming around the corner now, so it's, listen, I might as well just wait until next year, come on, 2024, I'll start again, uh, because there's a, there's a fantasy of the future, how about we just start eating right today? We just might make some right decisions today. I find it interesting. There was a guy that came uh, to me in church uh, um, back in the Derby congregation. And, and he had this fantasy. He was saying, listen, I can't wait until I make my first million. I'm going to drop like 100,000 in the church offering. I can't wait. And I'm thinking, man, don't wait for that. Why don't you just drop 10 pounds today? He said, no, 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 I'm not, not, I'm not ready yet. I'm not going to do it today. When I, when I make my first million, that's when I'm going to start. No, 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 let's obey today. Let's make some decisions today. It's the fantasy of the future. How about the fear of the future? People have no hope for the future. Listen, just have enough hope for today. Come on, make the right decisions today. Some people say, I can't see how I'm going to survive this. Well, just get up one more time today. Don't, don't worry about tomorrow. Think about today. Yes, I know it's hard. There's issues going on. But today, just survive today. Pick yourself up today. Speak a good word again today. Forgive the person today. Tomorrow will worry about itself. People told me, listen, I don't know how this marriage is going to work out. I can't see a future for this. Listen, just stay married today. Speak a nice word to your wife or to your husband today. Come on, we've got to make some decisions right here, right now, in the now. One man said we should live our lives in a tight compartment called today. And what he's saying is we should shut out the past. Come on, our failures or, or problems in the past or even successes of the past. Listen, that was then. We need to shut that out and live today. And we don't want to live in a dream world of tomorrow because that doesn't exist. Tomorrow isn't ours yet. We need to live in the compartment of today. There's a quote. People do not decide the future. They merely decide their daily habits. You know, it's a, a good man of God or woman of God that has daily habits. 
that will have a habit that they do, something that they do every single day. Knowing that today, listen, I just got to work today. And as we do that, as we start to function today, listen, tomorrow will sort itself out. One of the things I used to do um, uh, when I was uh, growing up, well, not, okay, growing up, when I got first saved, I used to try and overanalyze everything. I like everything to be in order. If you're telling me I'm going to go somewhere, I need to know where I'm going. I need to know how I'm going to get there. I need to know if I've got enough money in my pocket to get there. I might get a little bit hungry. Listen, I had everything planned out, and God was dealing with me because sometimes I want to try and overanalyze, and I'm trying to see God. God, show me what it is I'm going to do before I do anything. Show me everything that's going to happen out. And how many know God doesn't always work that way? Come on, God doesn't always work that way. And we have to develop a tendency to trust that God knows the future and he is in complete control and to leave it in his hands. And as I used to think like that, I used to get worried about what if this doesn't work out or what if that doesn't work out? And I will begin to be worried about things that have not even happened yet. I'll be worried about things over there in the future. It was only when I started to realize, listen, I need to just think about today and not to worry about that. I had peace. And now I'm just easy going. But sometimes even, even when I should, you know, quote unquote, you should worry, I'm still just, listen, just easy going. Because listen, tomorrow, it's not guaranteed to any one of us. So I want to move, uh, speak secondly about the known versus the unknown. Because there's so much about the future that we do not know. So much that we cannot see. So much that we do not understand. Some people like me are praying for God to reveal everything. Show me everything. Show me the whole picture before I do anything. But the principle is we need to move from the known and then we move into the unknown. Listen, there's things that we may not know in the future. But how many know there's many things we know we need to do today? There's many things I know I need to do today. I may not know what my life will be like in the next 10 years, but today I know how to serve God. Come on. Today I know how to communicate with God. Today I know I need to read the Word of God. Today I know I need to be a good husband. I need to be a good father. Today I need to be a good citizen in the UK. Today is when I need the, uh, the Lord to guide me. Look at Psalms 19 and verse number 105. It says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I love that scripture because um, it kind of brings the connotation, a lamp to my feet. In other words, the lamp is right here, close. The proximity is close and you have enough illumination for the next step. You might not necessarily know where you're going to be down there, but you have enough for today. You have enough light, enough knowledge to make another step just today. Psalms 37, verse number 23, the Bible says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Do what you know to do today. Do Be the man of God that God has called you to be today. Be the woman of God that he's called you to be today. And in so doing, you will unlock the future. There's people that are concerned with what is going to happen in the next five years. Just focus on serving God today. Focus on what you've got to do today. Because that is logical. Listen, we understand we need to pray. We understand we need to love people. We need to read the word of God. We need to give. We can do all of that today. 
Don't worry about what is going to come around the corner. Today is logical, but today is also a test. Isn't how you handle the things that uh, you know will give an insight to how you handle the things that you don't know yet. Because sometimes God can give you things to do right here today as a test of how you're going to act in the future. Going back to the manna, isn't God said, listen, I'm going to give you this bread. I'm going to bring you sustenance each and every day, but don't get more than you need. Just get what you need. How I many know that was a test to see if these guys would trust God or not? It's things you need to just uh, move into the area of trust God. Have a box in your life, TG, trust God. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how it's going to plan out, but I trust God. Listen, we should have just grabbed the food. Listen, how many know in those days we look at this and we think, oh, they should have just waited. But if you're hungry, you're in the wilderness, you see bread on the floor and you're gathering some stuff and there's more there. Listen, how many will be thinking about tomorrow as well? Sometimes we're looking at the children of Israel thinking, oh, how did you do that? But sometimes you're looking, listen, I need to, I need to take care of myself tomorrow. But what God is saying, I want you to trust me and have the confidence that I'll be able to support you. And confidence of God is the point I want to move on to next. You see, our text gives us a very simple, profound message. When Jesus says in the prayer, it says, give us this day our daily bread. That one line suggests a few things. Number one, God hears our prayers. <laughs> Come on, that's, that's, that makes that suggestion that you can pray to an almighty God, the creator of the universe, the one who, who spoke this universe into existence, you can pray and he will hear. That suggests that. That suggests that you can come into your secret place and, and he will hear you when you turn your face to the wall, when you uh, humble yourself and come before him, he will hear you. Number one, it suggests that he hears our prayers. Number two, it suggests um, that he has the ability to give us bread. It suggests that he has the ability um, to meet our needs, to come and give us what we actually need. And it also suggests that he will provide it to us again. We can come to God and say, God, give us today our daily bread. In other words, I'm going to depend on you today. Tomorrow, I'm going to wake up and depend on you again. The next day, I'm going to wake up and depend on you still. And as we do that, as we live and depend on God in our, and, and receive our daily bread, listen, many people will relieve their anxiety when they do that. Many people will be healed of sickness and disease when they do that. Many people will not have to run around chasing all type of things because they understand there is a God in heaven who looks after them. There is a God in heaven who has their best interests at heart and wants to show them the destiny unfolding in their life if they just trust him every single day. Abraham's servant says, Lord, give me success this day. This day. You know, one of the things that uh, um, I read about in the, um, when I was reading the account of the man I spoke of this uh, at the beginning was another man. Uh, he was a businessman, a CEO of a company, um, and he was worried about uh, how his business is going to pan out uh, 
the future, the income, and so on and so forth, uh, to the point where he started to see his body would start to be affected. He broke out in hives. Uh, one day he was walking on the street and collapsed. He fainted, uh, couldn't use his legs anymore, so they had to. He was bedbound in hospital. Uh, the hives turned inward, so it was painful to lie down. Um, his, um, uh, he was getting stomach ulcers. It was all happening um, to the point where the doctors came and said, listen, you've got two weeks to live. And he said, well, if I've got two weeks to live, I might as well try and enjoy the last two weeks I've got. So he stopped caring or stopped worrying about the things he was worrying about. And as he did that, he started to realize he got his appetite back. He said, listen, I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to take a casket with me. Just in case if I die out there, they can just bury me in the casket and send me back home. But as he traveled up and he was forgetting the things that he was worried about, his health started to get better. His appetite started to get better. He could use his body again as normal. He was eating things that he couldn't eat before because his appetite was gone. And all of a sudden, when his worried stop, when he stopped thinking about the things that haven't happened yet and started enjoying the day, that's when life started to come back into his body. There's some people today that need to take the scripture saying, this is the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Some people need to take that literally. Come on, you need to print that on your window Come on, or your bathroom mirror. When you wake up, look at that. This is the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Some of the things in the, in the day and age that we live in, we're always thinking, worried about what's going to happen here, worried about what's going to happen there, worried about the future. Forget all of that. Let's just serve God today. Let's just find the courage today. Let's find the strength today. Some of you, God has called you to do great things. and You're thinking, how am I going to do that? Don't worry about the future. Just get the courage to do it today. Be strong today. Some of you are thinking, how am I going to live this Christian life? No, just make right decisions today. People, marriages are going, listen, people think I've got no hope for what's happening in my marriage. Listen, just today, be the husband that God has called you to be. Be the wife that God has called you to be today. As you have that attitude every single day, you'll look back and see where God has brought you from. You'll look back and see the deliverance that God has taken you from. You'll look back and see the victories you had day after day, week after week, month after month. If we just take our head out of the clouds and live in the day that God has given us. So much time is spent worrying about days we've not had and forgetting to enjoy the day that God has given us today. The breath in your lungs today. We should look, and as we pray every day, every morning, God, give us this day our daily bread. And as we serve God like that, as we trust God for the future, listen, your life, your destiny will unfold if you serve God and make the decisions today. Let's bow our heads today, daily bread. We want to pray and have an attitude that Jesus Christ taught us to have.